and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 48. And today we are going to talk all about screening and the importance of screening and the value of screening. I uh, just want to go through some thoughts on screening and, and how to sell that to your team and the different type of things that you can do. And then I was going to share uh, three, four, five different screening drills that I've used in the past that have helped us with our screening. Um, first thing is, the you know, basically you, you can have three types of players on offense. You have players that can move the ball, you have players that can move people, and you can have screening. And you can help move the ball and you can help move people by screening. If you can screen and if you have good passers, that creates a really unselfish atmosphere within your team. I think what thing that is really important is to sell to everybody on your team that every screen that you set, you are putting wear and tear on your opponent because it, it, it's like uh, an off-tackle play in football. You are forcing them to go through contact, the contact that you set up, the contact that you dictate how you're going to create the contact rather than the defense being able to uh, dictate the, the contact that they're going to give to you. If you set a really good screen, the defense has to help in some way, shape, or form. And by that point, the, the, the faster you can get two defenders on one offensive player, that's what's going to open things up for your offensive team. You also must sell to your team that screeners can be scorers. And a lot of times people say, well, you know, I'm screening away here and I don't have a chance to score. No, absolutely not. There are multiple ways that you can score while you screen. For example, oops, lost my piece of paper there for a second, sorry. You can cut to the basket after the screen to score. So you screen, offense jumps out, or the defense jumps out on the cutter, and you go to the basket, and you roll to the basket, and you score. You can slip the screen. You're coming over. Some people call it a ghost screen or a slip screen where you come in here, and you slip it right away before the cutter even gets there. Or you pop out. You set the screen and you pop out to score. What we talk about in our program is what we call RPOs, roll pop option off of every screen. And if the cutter essentially goes to the basket, then you pop out. If the cutter pops out, then you roll to the basket. But we're going to put pressure on the basket at all times. And that can happen with the cutter and that can happen with the screener. Now, essentially... There are, when you narrow it down to it, we have about four different type of cuts in basketball coming off of screens that are not ball screens. You have a, a, a straight cut, that's what I call it, uh, where you're just popping out, you're coming out. This is a kid that's maybe popping out for a jump shot. You have a curl cut where you're coming tight off the cutter. You, you know, we all teach it the same way. Kid needs to come off the shoulder tight and curl that tight there. You have the flare cut where the screener comes and pops it or a back screen, a back cut, whatever you want to call it. Screen it and you're popping out there and you're flaring off of it. Or like I said, the last one here, you have the back cut. You screen and you slip that back door off of the screen. Those are your four different type of cuts. And if you can teach those four cuts 
with some screening concepts within your program, you're going to be in really, really good shape. And your players are going to be really, really hard to guard. All right. So what do you do to create uh, or, or to teach your players how to screen and how to read screens well? well I've, like I said, I've got four or five drills here that I wanted to share with you. Uh, that I that I've used in the past that are really really good screening drills. Some of them I like more than others. Uh, some of them I've moved away from. But I think you start out with just old school three on zero, four on zero, and even five on zero passing and movement. Uh, you know, hey, we're going to go three on zero screening, and every screen you're going to run a curl cut. Uh, every screen is going to be a back screen, and you just call out to your team what you want done. You can do that in the full court, or you can do that in the half court. So you split the court in half. So basically, if you're looking at the full court, two baskets, 94 by 50, you're cutting that thing into a quarter of a court, and those players are working three on zero on different cuts, different screens, and how to pop open. Uh, that's a great way to break that down. Another drill that you can work on is going three on three and emphasizing different screens. Uh, what we do within our program is we start with a ball on top and we put two players in the corner in this three on three scenario and we have both players pop up and we start it all off by hitting one of those two players popping up. Now, again, if they overplay, what do you do? You backdoor. But once that screen is entered, you're saying, okay, for the next three or four minutes, we're going all ball screens. And every time it goes uh, wherever you throw it to, you follow it with a ball screen. Every time you could go, uh, you throw it and it's a it's a screen away and you're going to screen your partner, uh, whether that would be a back screen or a, a, a straight cut or whatever, you're going to go screen that person. I would also throw into screening something that was not nearly as popular five, six, seven years ago, and that is the concept of the dribble handoff or the DHO. I think you can throw that into screening as well, that we're going to run a DHO or we're going to run a flip action to create that interchange where we're forcing the defense to make a decision as to who they're going to guard and how they're going to guard and forcing the defense to adjust on the fly. So that's something that I did with my AAU team this summer, and I think it really, really helped us in our ball movement development and the way that we were able to move the ball and get those passes moving and get the ball moving crisply with our team was just going, okay, we're going to go 12 minutes here. First four minutes, pass and screen away, and everything's a screen away. Next four minutes, it's all dribble handoff or whatever you want to call out, whatever works well for your team. Working on that three-on-three, three, and you can narrow that down. Again, you can do that in a quarter court or you can do that in the full half-court situation. It's up to you. But those were that was a really, really good drill for us this summer. You could also do what we call three-on-three three, uh, half of the court. And the ball, this is a really physical drill. Um, it's a really aggressive drill. It really forces your teams to communicate. Uh, I, I don't use it as much because it limits what we're going to finish with at the end. Uh, and, and, and you could go to the basket after, at the end of it. Uh, but 
you know, every team is going to be different. It is a very good drill. So what we do is we split the ball into the quarter court, again, using the 94 by 50 model. We start with the ball on the side, and so they're taking it out like a sideline out-of-bounds play. You have, and you're going three-on-three. The defense is not allowed to switch, but the offense is only allowed one dribble per touch. And the way that we used to run it is that the defense had to get a tip or a five-second call before the offense was able to make five or, if you want to call it, six passes. Uh, Once the ball got in, it was five passes after that or six altogether. The ball's inbounded. That If you want to count that that as one, feel free. Um, That was a really, really good, tough, physical drill. It was the type of drill that the players hated it when we called it out. So when the players hate it, you know it's probably a really, really good drill. And that helped us with reading screens. It forced the defense to really communicate on screening and how to bump cutters. Again, we weren't allowing them to switch, so they had to make sure that they got skinny on the screen, that they were able to fight through it, that uh, there was good ball pressure, which made it difficult. If there was a breakdown on the screen away, it was difficult for the passer to see that. And it taught our players how to read screens. Okay, they're they're jumping this way. I've got to cut this way. But we also cut down on the space, which made it easier for the defense, but made it harder for the offense. So if you were able to make five consecutive passes in that space without getting tips, uh, without getting a tip or without the defense getting a tip, you did a pretty good job of spacing and cutting and screening and popping and getting open. So... Just some ideas about screening. I know we're all getting ready to start our seasons here. Some in some states you have started already. A uh, little jealous here. We still got about two and a half weeks here in Nebraska. We're going to start hitting it pretty hard at our school next week now that we're getting all our fall sports athletes back. So looking forward to that. Uh, coaches, obviously, if you're listening, you're on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, like, rate, review, give us five stars. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at penandanapkin at gmail.com. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, that'd be great. A pen and a napkin is the Twitter handle. We'll try to put out daily coaching stuff on the Twitter. Coaches, as always, let's pray for peace, let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.